Welcome into the Swamp 24-7 Sports Podcast. I'm Blake Alderman. I'm joined by Luke Stampini. There was a lot of recruiting news going on in Gainesville this past weekend with the Adidas 7-on-7 National Championship in Tampa, and the Florida Gators were able to get some of these guys on campus over the weekend. Tons of five-star prospects, top top, uh, top targets across the country. Uh, this is like a global event, so this was a really good chance for Florida to capitalize on some of these guys getting on campus. Uh, one of those guys that they did include on a campus visit was five-star linebacker Savelle Smalls out of Seattle, Washington. And that might have been the biggest name on campus, uh, the five-star edge rusher. He's a industry-generated 24-7 sports co- composite, ranks him as the number seven overall recruit in the 2020 class. He has offers from Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Washington, pretty much everyone in the entire country, as well as the Gators, many more. Uh, Luke Stampini, he was able to talk with him at the Adidas 7-on-7 National Championship about his most recent visit to the UF, uh, his plans to return to UF again, the recruiting battles against hometown Washington. Uh, here's that audio now. Here with five-star edge rusher Savelle Smalls out of Seattle, Washington. Savelle, you just got off a visit to Florida. Just tell me about that visit. How was that trip up there? I mean, it was cool. Only Coach Rat and Coach oh. I was only up there, but it was cool just to see him and talk to him again. It, it was cool, acting cool, just took pictures. So it was good to just get back up there. But I'm going to definitely get back again for another unofficial, probably like in, but before the, before the summer. Mm-hmm. That was your second trip up there. You also mentioned about getting back up there for an official during the fall. What is it about Florida that, that keeps you coming back and, and wanting you to use an official up there? I mean, just the scheme and just the program and the culture of the program and how Biden, everybody is, Coach Mullen, and just Coach Mullen and the whole coaching staff, one of the coolest coaching staffs overall, and the program is on the upward train. I just want to see if they can continue that, and if I can see myself uh, on that upward train with them. Washington, the hometown school, has been recruiting you hard and, yeah. and making you a priority. How much of a draw is that with them being so local and, and them making you such a big priority? I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. I, I love my, my hometown, I love my state, and just being able to put on and be the, the highest rated recruit to go there and be able to hopefully bring a national championship there, that'd be great. That'd be a great story. I'd feel great just to be a part of that and, and be a, a big piece in that. And then, you know, there's also cons. You want to you get away and experience something else, experience something different. So like like you said, I've been living there 17 years now, 17 years in a few weeks. So it's been a long time. So maybe I want to go out and see something else. But I don't know. I'm just going to have to weigh the pros and cons and see what I feel is the best move. When are you wanting to make a decision? Kind of what's your timeline like as far as a commitment moving forward? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I can't enroll early no more, so I'm going to just commit at the February signing day. When it's time to make that decision in February, what is it going to be about a school and a program to get you to choose them? I mean, if they got good business school, good connections, I can meet people, good like, interests, just a whole bunch of things like outside of football that I, I, I could do. And obviously, they got to be winning, got to develop me as a pass rusher, as a, as a dude drop back in coverage and, and uh, stopping the run. And we got to gotta be winning, have, be part of a good program, football program, that sets dudes up for life and wins a lot of games and sends them to the league, develops and gets them ready. Thanks a lot, Savelle. Yep. Luke, you were able to speak with him in the event, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. What's your read on him after you got a chance to kind of pick his brain and see where he's leaning? Yeah, I do think Washington is a serious threat in this recruitment, but the fact that Florida got him on campus a second time this past weekend, he's already discussing an unofficial visit uh, in the summer sometime, and then coming back again for an official in the fall, that would be four trips, and that's a that's a great thing for Florida. I think they're a serious threat in the recruitment as well. Uh, they just have to overcome that hometown draw of staying home and, and kind of be in the face of the program at Washington. I also kind of want to see what other schools 
kind of make a push or make a run at him in the fall. He, he plans to take this all the way to signing day. So, you know, Alabama's notorious for kind of making that run at the end. You know, is Alabama going to make a push? Is Ohio State, uh, you know, some other school that we're maybe not even mentioning right now, Texas, he's mentioned Texas as well. They seem to have uh, some momentum on the recruiting trail right now. It's just right now, I do think Florida is very much in it. And I think Washington, you know, being so close to home has a little bit of an edge. But I, I still want to see who's the other team, like who's going to be the other school that kind of makes a run uh, with Savelle uh, as this thing goes on. Luke, we've seen this outside linebacker edge rushing 3-4 type of position become a little bit more of a talked about position with Florida and don't get me wrong they signed some good guys last year in their in their 2019 class they've obviously got Morvin Joseph on board for 20 Chance Williams in play obviously Savelle Smalls do you feel like this is a position that is kind of becoming like a highlighted uh, sexy type of position for Florida if you want to call it that absolutely and Todd Grantham's defense that's the position that makes all the plays. That's the position that's featured, uh, and, and they will record sacks and make a lot of plays, and that's what these guys want. And I think that is a huge reason why Florida's in the mix for Savelle Smalls right now is he sees that scheme that Todd Grantham has, and he he he's intrigued by that, and he's intrigued about what he's able to do in, in a defense like that. A bit of a mystery guy was at, uh, at Florida recently. Uh, due to the Florida Relays track, he's a big-time track runner and four-star uh, athlete, Arian uh, Smith from Mulberry, Florida. What's the latest with him, Luke? He was out there in Tampa. Yeah, you know, he's been focusing on his track season, so that's why we haven't seen him at these various camps and seven-on-sevens. Uh, but Florida's very much in this as well because they, they let him know over the weekend, hey, you can run track and play football here, and that caught his attention. Uh, he's great on the track. I don't know. I think he's his best hundreds at 10, three, nine or something like that. So he's an elite track track athlete as well. Uh, Florida's always kind of, or uh, Florida state's been the school that's kind of been connected to him a little bit. He plans to head up there for their, uh, their spring game. He also mentioned a Texas A&M official visit. I'm not real sure if Texas A&M, how much they're in it. They do also have a strong track program. So that could, could be factoring in for him. And that's why he wants to get out there and see them. Uh, he's a guy that can excel as a wide receiver or he can excel in, as a defensive back. And he said to the, this past weekend that he's open to whichever. He, he's just a, a, an elite athlete, very fast, explosive, bouncy type of athlete that could play multiple positions. That being said, Luke, and you and I have talked about it before on the Swamp 24-7 message boards about Arian Smith, wide receiver DB. We now know he doesn't care where he wants to play. But you and I have been pretty pro. This guy could be a dynamic, freaky cornerback. After you've seen him live this past weekend, have you changed your stance on that? No. I mean, the thing I've probably changed my stance is he could be a very good wide receiver. But I think he would be an elite cornerback. Uh, and we've talked about how this recruit, uh, this cornerback class is, is down in 2020. He would be right up there with the best of them. You know, we saw... Keely Ringo this weekend. I have no doubts that he would at least be in the same league as Keely Ringo, a five-star cornerback out of Arizona, uh, if he were to say, hey, I want to be a cornerback. And, and just the physical tools are there, um, the length, all of that. So he could be great on either side of the ball, but I, I stick to he'd be a heck of a cornerback. 
One guy who is a true cornerback is four-star cornerback Fred Davis from Trinity uh, Christian High School up in Jacksonville. He was on Florida's campus this past weekend making his way down. Have the Gators got any traction there? Yeah, I mean, Florida's still I, – I think Florida's still trailing Clemson and probably even trailing Ohio State. Uh, he's heading to Clemson's spring game. Just for whatever, Florida can't seem to, to get any ground, get any momentum with him right now. Uh, honestly, I think when he heads to Clemson for the spring game, I think you need to put him on commit watch. I think there's a good possibility the Tigers could get him to end his recruitment there. Um, you know, that, that's a tough one to lose, but, you know, Florida signed a deep cornerback uh, class in 2019, so they only need one or two this cycle. It seems like after uh, Florida had a coaching change at the cornerback position, losing Charlton Warren to Georgia, bringing in uh, Torian Gray, it doesn't seem like it really – Gray's done anything wrong. It just doesn't seem like the traction has been able to hold there. Do you feel like that's when the tide kind of started turning here? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Florida was probably making, try, you know, trailing a little bit before that coaching change, but he's had these long-standing relationships with these other coaches, and, and that just, that was too much for Florida to overcome. And like you said, it's not, in the, I don't think it's anything that Torian Gray has done wrong. It's just a new relationship. He doesn't have a great, uh, you know, long-standing relationship with him like these other coaches. Another five-star that Florida got on campus uh, this past weekend was uh, five-star tight end uh, Eric Gilbert out of Marietta High School. You think Florida has a chance here? This was the first chance he's gotten on campus in, I think, like two years now? Yeah, he hasn't been on campus since the old coaching staff. So Dan Mullen was trying to get him up. You know, They got him on campus. I still think it's a long shot for Florida. Uh, a lot of people seem to think he's a done deal to the in-state Georgia Bulldogs. Um you know, they're doing a good job in state. Others seem to think that Alabama, Clemson, Tennessee are in the mix uh, as well. But, I mean, I think it's going to be tough for anyone to beat Georgia in that recruitment. Agreed. But the good thing there is that Marietta High School has a lot of big-time guys there. He's got the, his quarterbacks committed to Tennessee and Harrison Bailey. Obviously, Rashad Torrance there committed to Florida. So he's going to have some guys pulling for him there. But, again, I agree with you, Georgia. They've done their, their homework in state. They've, they've got guys to stay home. So I, I do think it's going to be hard for anybody to pluck him out of there. But another five-star, I feel like we're going five-star heavy here. Another big-time prospect that was uh, on UF's campus last week and was the nation's number one overall recruit in the 2021 class and defensive lineman JT uh, Tui Malawau. Uh, big-time guy. You were really impressed with this guy for being a defensive tackle, uh, out playing seven-on-seven. Seven. Talk a little bit about him. Correct. He's a defensive tackle. Well, he claims he's a defensive end, but I also see that he's 280 pounds right now as a sophomore. I know where he's going to, you know, he's going to continue to get bigger. But he was playing wide receiver as a seven on seven and outrunning guys down the field, going up, making crazy catches. And it was clear why this guy is the number one overall recruit in the 2021 class. He's just a freaky athlete. He, he credits that to his basketball background. Uh, spends a lot of time on the basketball court, good basketball player, and that's why he, he says he's so athletic. But anyways, it was good for Florida to get him on campus because that was his only second time that he's been down to the southeast. He's another kid from Seattle, Washington, and he's visited Florida now. Uh, previously, he had visited Alabama. Um, so to be er on him early and get him on campus early and kind of make an impression on him early is good. But this recruitment's wide open. There's a lot of time left, but a good first step for the Gators. Luke, we've talked about two guys from Washington on a Florida Gators podcast. It seems like the 2021-2020 class is full of guys from Washington. Are you surprised by that at all? Very surprised with that. Uh, I don't know what's going on up in Washington, but they legit have – 
big time ballers that could come down in the Southeast and be show out against the guys in the Southeast. You know, everyone wants to say Southeast has the best players and they do. Don't get me wrong, but these guys in Washington that they have coming out in these next two classes are as good as anyone in the country. It's kind of shocking to be honest. I know the Florida Gators are definitely in on those guys. Most of them, they already offered. I thought, Last, I think it was last summer when a lot of these guys got offered. I'm like, what are they doing in Washington? And now I understand what they were doing in Washington. So I agree. Uh, there's a lot of big time guys out there. Savelle Smalls is, you know, he's got a who's who offer list, and there's plenty more out there. But another four star, uh, he was a slot wide receiver. This is a guy that I think Florida Gator fans already are pretty familiar with in wide receiver Ja'Kai Douglas. Uh, he's mentioning another uh, visit to Florida this coming weekend. Florida's been near the top or, or on the top of this recruitment, however you want to look at it, for about a year now. Luke, what's your feeling here? Yeah, he made an interesting quote this past weekend where he mentioned that I want to go down to Florida and see where I stand with them. And I thought that was noteworthy. is almost as if he wants to know, like, can I commit? You know, like, am I a, a take right now? Uh, he mentioned he wants to commit before the fall. He wants to get this done at the end of the summer. Uh, he's going to stop by Florida and Florida State this coming weekend. Uh, Florida or in-state LSU has started to make him a little bit of a more priority, uh, make this recruitment a little bit more interesting. I think Florida's still in a great shape. If if Florida presses for him, I think they could get a commitment from him. To be honest with you, um, now will it stand if LSU continues to press through the fall and headed into the signing days? I don't know, but. Right now, I think Florida's in a good spot for him. This one seems like a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me thing. This reminds me of like a Derek Dillon type of situation where we could see something like that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Derek Dillon committed to Florida early. Uh, when LSU really wasn't giving him the time of day, they started pressing him. And, you know, it, the draw to the in-state school is is tough to overcome there in Louisiana. I will add, though, the one thing here is that Dan Mullen for a while has mentioned this guy is a Percy Harvin type athlete. So, you know, I think that there has been some draw there. But again, you know, it, it just you have the feeling that it, no matter where he may pick early, if it's, if it's LSU or not, that eventually, like if they stay on him, just I'm always under the impression that Louisiana guys that the state pride in that state is just so crazy. They just keep a lot of those guys home. And I just uh I'm a little uneasy thinking about how you have to fight them off continuously throughout the rest of the, however long he's going to be uh, committed to you. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you always have to worry about LSU with those guys. Another guy that LSU is being mentioned in, it seems like a UF-LSU battle for now, is uh, in-state tight end Jonathan Odom. Uh, it seems like a, a decision is very close for him. Yeah, absolutely. He mentioned he wants to get these official visits out of the way early because he plans to commit pretty soon. Uh, he's going to take an official visit to LSU this weekend. The following weekend, he's going to take an official visit to Florida for a spring game, which is a, a little odd considering he's an in-state uh, prospect. Florida usually likes to push those in-state kids not until the fall. But with him making a decision so soon, it makes sense. And you could always get him up for unofficials because he is so close later on uh, during the fall and whatnot. Um, he's a Florida legacy. His father, his mother uh, – both went to Florida. Father was an All-American offensive lineman. Uh, I think, and Florida needs an offense, uh, a, a tight end like him, a big six foot six, 250 pound guy that you can put uh, attached to the offensive line, and he can help block. He can help set the edge there. 
they have a lot of guys that are more a little bit smaller uh, H-back types that you kind of got to move around the offensive line. They don't really have a guy like him, a true traditional tight end on the roster right now. So with them getting this official visit, you know, I think it's a, a good possibility that Florida could press for him and, and get him to commit uh, soon, too. The one thing you mentioned that Florida doesn't have a guy like that with the size I'm under the impression this is the guy that either way you have a guy that's not like any other tight end on your roster or he's going to grow into an offensive tackle, which Florida needs there too. So I, it seems like a win-win for Florida if they do get him. Yeah, some of the people that were at the Adidas 7-on-7 7 7 National Championship this weekend made comments like that, that he's so big right now, but he doesn't look like he's necessarily done growing. So they could see him potentially being one of those guys that starts out as a tight end and grows into an offensive tackle. It happens It happens probably more than people realize, to be honest. Luke, a former UF running back commit in Kevon Lee out of Clearwater. Uh, he visited Alabama and LSU since he backed off that Florida commitment earlier this year. But he, he's very adamant that Florida is still in his recruitment. Do you feel like this is talk? Do you feel like they can actually get him into the fold? Because, again, it, it's not common to see guys recommit later on down the road, but it does seem like he is genuine in that. Do you, do you kind of agree there? Yeah, I agree that Florida's still in it. And, you know, we mentioned that you mentioned that some t guys that decommit don't often recommit to the school that they commit from. Uh, it happens occasionally, you know, like it seems like every cycle there's that one or two guys that decommit and then end up going back to that school. Uh, I think Kevon Lee could be that, you know, we need to see, I think, you need to see what happens with Demarcus Bowman, the five-star running back out of Lakeland. I don't think Florida will get both. I think they get one or the other in the end. Uh, with with Bowman, Clemson's making him a huge priority. He recently named Clemson his leader. He's heading back up there for the spring game. So maybe he does go to Clemson. I think Florida's still in a very good spot for Lee. He's going to go through his recruitment, it seems like. He's going to take visits and, and just kind of – be recruited, you know, go through the whole process. But yeah, I think Florida has a good shot of getting them back. It, you just got to watch what Bowman does, I think. Sure. And I think to kind of go off the to coattail off of not common to see guys recommit to a school. The thing that I always look for is do they keep coming back to campus? Do they keep showing up in Gainesville? That's kind of the telltale for me, because if you can find a way to get to all these schools out of state that are farther away, you should be able to find a way to Florida. And I think he's one that... We could have two to see in this Florida class. We could see him. We could see Anthony Richardson, who has been uh, pretty regularly back at Florida, named them as leader. So, you know, I think that it's uh, it's uncommon, but we could see it twice this year. Absolutely. I think both. I think Anthony Richardson will for sure, the quarterback out of Gainesville, I think he will pick Florida eventually again this spring. Uh, I think it's possible with Lee as well. A 2021 defensive back committed to Florida, and Kamar Wilcoxon out of Georgia, recently tweeted out that he was decommitting from Florida, deleted that like instantly, and he claimed that his account was hacked. He was out there this weekend in Tampa playing. Were you able to get any more on that about where that tweet kind of came from or didn't come from? He still claims that his account was hacked. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty intricate tweet for a hacking, but regardless— he says he's still committed to Florida. He visited Florida this past weekend as well again. Uh, he mentioned trying to get up to South Carolina on Tuesday. I think that trip fell through, though. But he did visit Tennessee earlier this month, or I guess it'd be uh, back in March. Plans to get back up there for their spring game as well. Uh, 
committed, uncommitted. I still think he's going to go through his recruitment. This thing is far from over. He's going to, he's open to other people, other schools. And, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. But Florida's still going to have to recruit him and make him a priority if they want to keep him in the class. Yeah, Tennessee, LSU, those are two of the schools that he's really kind of mentioned. Um, you know, he shows up at Florida. He seems pretty positive with Florida. But 2021, man, it's just it's hard to bet on any of these guys, A, sticking long run, and B, taking not taking a bunch of visits. So I think that regardless, you, you know, you, you may be very solid now, but those visits you're going to take, you know, you're, you're leaving the door open. Absolutely. And just look at Florida's 2020 class right now and the decommitments that they've had. A lot of those guys committed super early in the process, and you know they just, they want to go through this whole recruiting thing and take these visits and have these coaches hit them up and, and you know love them up. I guess is the way to say it. So getting those early commitments, it's good. You know, don't get me wrong, but like don't take them to the bank. I guess is the way to say it. You're still gonna have to recruit them. They're still gonna take other visits and and listen to other schools. So while it's good at the time, you know, it's it's not a lock by any means. Yeah, you know, the, it's it's in this day and age of recruiting, it's weird to see guys not take visits. So it's, it's expected now when they're going to take them. But that, that's about all we have for today. We, we covered a lot of topics here on the Swamp 24-7 Sports Recruiting Podcast. Uh, give us a like uh, on iTunes, five-star review, drop us a review. We're also on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. So uh, we'll, we'll be back uh, with another show later this week.